Hello and welcome. I am Pastor Deborah and welcome to the Garden of Eden for another wonderful spiritual teaching video from me, a master global teacher of deep spiritual truth. We're here today in the Garden of Eden spiritually. You might be physically somewhere else. I'm in my living room. But when you watch this, or if you're watching it right now, you could be asleep. You could be in the womb. You could be in a crib, sleeping. could be at your mother's breast, taking a bottle, or feeding on her breast. The milk that will sustain you. You could be in an airplane, at work, riding a bicycle, a motorcycle, riding a horse, out in the fields. Could be in a coma. I just watched a couple of wonderful Chinese dramas. Romance. I like that. Because it's so interesting to watch the human soul develop. From a child with silly children's hopes and dreams. Into a mature person. Ready to be a partner. Take on the world. And fulfill dreams that have been placed in them since childhood. Excellent to watch how the soul develops. I watch a lot of historical dramas. A lot of history. Archaeology. I'm a digger and a seeker of truth. God has always used books. True stories. Dramas. Science fiction. Make-believe. Fairy tales. To help me understand Many things that my soul cannot understand nor see. But my favorite person, the spirit part of me, has to see, learn, and experience. So here, on this word of encouragement, spiritual teaching video for you. This is going to be number 35 of the year 2023. Somehow I got messed up. I am now working near the latter part of the year and soon will be starting words of encouragement for 2024. When sometimes my electricity is out or I need to study, I will write words of encouragement, continue looking and studying. I have a lot of books to get through before I head out of here. So in this word of encouragement, the title of it is, Who Teaches You the Ways to Go, the Paths to Live, and the Ideas and Concepts and Dreams to Believe on? We're going to take this word of encouragement teaching video from the wonderful book of Psalms out of the authorized King James Bible. King James was the king of England, Scotland, and Ireland. Way back, right after Queen Elizabeth I, he had been raised as a Protestant. His mother was Mary, Queen of Scots, a Catholic. He became the king of Great Britain, England, the empire. After Queen Elizabeth I passed away, 
with no children or heirs. So he was the son of Queen Elizabeth's half-sister, Mary, Queen of Scots. Mary was the daughter of Catherine. I think that's what her name was. Who was the wife, the Catholic wife from Spain of Henry VIII. Queen Elizabeth I was the daughter of Anne Boleyn, who married Henry VIII. After he divorced, England was Catholic under the Pope, under Rome, so to speak. But she could not produce a male heir, which was required. She produced a female. James was the son of Mary of Scotland, Queen Mary of Scotland, who was a cousin of Elizabeth I. So upon Elizabeth I's death, the prime ministers, the lords, voted to have James, who was up in Scotland, come down and be the king over the empire. He had been raised Protestant. And what happened was, he had a wonderful master, a guiding teacher, who helped him understand the Bible by having him to rely on the Holy Spirit as interpreter. So when King James got down into England, London, he discovered there were two Bibles. One was the Bishop's Bible, who was interpreted out of Latin, maybe some other languages, by the former Catholic priest. Wasn't good translation. Very prejudiced. And there was something called the Geneva Bible that was sort of the Protestants, who what we would call pilgrims, who were sort of uh, representations of Cromwell. So you have to study him. He was a person in England who disliked the monarchy. As you know, in history, most monarchies, the kings or queens got very horrible. And they were not good leaders and servants to their people. So here's this bishops. Here is this Geneva Bible that was sort of written by commoners. They wore black and white. They didn't like monarchy, kings. They didn't like royalty. They didn't like all the references to jewels and gold and silver. They were sort of throwing off all of that. And we call them the early pilgrims. Probably the early Protestants. So when King James got down to England, London, he discovered these two Bibles. So they weren't right. They weren't good. Because England was a, under a king. You had to love the monarchy. You had to understand jewels and statutes and edicts of a king. King James, he knew that the Bible was talking about a king and a kingdom. Spiritually. And you had to understand that and love it. Well, those that wrote the Geneva Bible, they wanted to throw off the monarchy. So King James 
decreed that all of these people who were learned men get together, come up with one Bible. They would translate the words of Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, into just the common language, English, with no commentaries in the Bible. And they did that. And it turned out to be the authorized King James Bible. There's scripture references, but there's no commentaries. It's not done, has no commentaries towards a particular denomination. King James believed the Holy Spirit should be your interpreter of what the scriptures mean. So that's where I take all my scriptures from the authorized King James Bible. So here we're going to go into the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms was written by King David. He was one, he was the second king of ancient Israel. King Saul was the first. And how we got to an earthly ruler was after Moses delivered the Hebrews out of Egypt with the help of God. But it was really God doing all the work because he was coming against the gods of Egypt. Not against the people. They were in ignorance and captive to these gods. And so it was a battle between gods to set the Hebrews free. So when the Hebrews got out in the wilderness, God started helping them. He wrote their constitution for their nation, their personal lives, what they were to eat, how everybody was to act, believe, called the Ten Commandments. And what happened was he said, I will take care of you and protect you. And he was talking through Moses, talking through the priest and the prophets. He was talking through the sacrifice of animals. And he said, I will be your king. I will be your magistrate, your administrator, your judge, your lawgiver. I will watch over you and the nation. I will work with you. You can't see me. I'm too big. But you'll hear my voice through my prophet and my priest and the leaders I choose. I'll go before you in battle and I will judge you. Well, because one of the prophets, Samuel, he did great. He did wonderful. But people still disobeyed God by disobeying the prophet. Well, what happened was the elders of the Hebrews They didn't want to have this invisible God coming through priests or prophets to lead them, to judge them. They wanted an earthly king that they could see with their earthly eyes. And so they rejected this God that had brought them out and their ancestors out of Egypt. They couldn't see him. He talked through other people, through signs and wonders. They didn't want that. The elders did not want that because of Samuel's kids, who was a prophet. They took bribes. They were not righteous judges. There were judges in the country at that time, not kings. Well, the elders of the Israelites, the Hebrews, didn't like that. And they rejected the God that delivered their their ancestors out of Egypt due to how 
the prophet Samuel's kids acted as prophets. They took bribes. They did unrighteous judgments. They spoke in error. And because of their actions and behaviors, the people did not want this God. They wanted an earthly king that they could see, that would ride on a horse or a chariot before them, that they could come to. They wanted a flesh, a soul, a physical body that they could talk to, interact with. This saddened the heart of Samuel, the prophet, and God. But God understood they were only flesh creatures. They had not been reborn yet. They did not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So God said, okay, Samuel, you go tell them they can have an earthly king. But there were rules for this earthly king to live by. And what he could do, how many wives he could have, how many horses, what his role was. And he said, if that king does that, then I will anoint him with my power and I will be with him. I may not speak to him. I still work through the prophet or the priest. But this isn't what God's original plan was. So here in Psalms, King David was a ancestor of this new pattern of God in his nation. But he had a wonderful and powerful relationship with this God that he learned about him out in the fields, taking care of his father's sheep. So King David became the second king of ancient Israel. He was an earthly king, but he was in a relationship for many, many years with this invisible God. But David did a lot of sinning. And those are all other stories. But here in this word of encouragement, Psalms 25, 4 through 5, David is teaching us about this question I'm asking you. Who teaches you spiritually? The ways to go spiritually. The path that your soul should live in and on. And the ideas, the concepts, the direction that you should believe in in order to walk the path before you. David's going to help us if we're listening. But before we begin, we want to give Zoom Pro a big thank you. I use them to record through. I have no green screen behind me, so if I point my hand and it disappears, that's why. If you start seeing my background come through or fuzzy, there's no green screen behind me. Tried them, the big ones, professional ones, homemade ones, ones you attach to a chair. Nothing worked, too cumbersome. I have a lot of videos to record. Sometimes I'm here for hours, sometimes for an hour. I have editing to do, uploading, exporting. Housework, yard to cut, dinners and lunches to make. I have to put laundry away, too. 
have to rest and study. So adding one more thing to my day to record. I have to sit down and plug in my microphone, a blue Yeti, put in my Logatron camera, find the right virtual background from Pixabay, get organized, get dressed, put on lipstick, put earrings on, can you see? Get a headband and try to match my dress to the video so I don't compete with it, but I look like I fit in with it. And then the house really needs to be quiet. No dog, no husband, no garbage trucks. And so it takes time. And by adding one more step of a green screen, was just too tiring. I used to have a big easel back here that I'd put a picture frame on with a whiteboard. And I'd write on it because I didn't know how to do editing and put titles. I had big, I had big faces beautiful flowers so you couldn't see the stand of the whiteboard or the easel it looked real pretty but you would see into my living room behind me it's very, i am in the process of decluttering but it's very cluttered so you would see that so when i found zoom pro and virtual backgrounds sometimes i just use a picture from google free clip art it depends on the video and what I am trying to illustrate to you with a video or a picture. I use those. And I just tell you right up front, there's no green screen. So just close your eyes if I'm too fuzzy and just listen. So here in this word of encouragement, number 35 for the year 2023, I got that big question to ask you. And we're going to go look at Psalms 25. 4 through 5, to see if we can get the answer. You need to be encouraged, but you need self-reflection. You'll learn a lot about self-reflection from Pastor Deborah. Back in ancient days, many people would be say, sit at home, go to your room, and reflect on your thoughts, your thinking, your attitude, your actions. Back in ancient Chinese history. You had to write down scriptures. Maybe a thousand of them. They made you write, study scriptures. Yeah. There's always a time that your master teacher, your parents, would send you to your room to do self-reflection on your attitude, your thoughts, Your desires. So this word of encouragement is a self-reflection. And I'm asking you that question. So let's begin first with prayer. That helps us to get everything in order. Our spirits listening. Our soul intact. Our ears awake. Our mind alert. And to invite in the Super, number one, Master Teacher, the Holy Spirit, to bring light into our areas of darkness, ignorance. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this teaching today of words of encouragement about who is teaching us the ways we should go. 
Thank you for King David, that you worked with him, you loved him, and he's with you now. That he wrote these down for us to help us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, our Master Teacher, that he would help us to understand deep words that need to be understood from the spiritual realm and in the soulish realm. Thank you for guiding us, teaching us. Thank you for sending your word and helping us. Father, fulfill your words of Isaiah 61 and 62 in our lives, that we may fulfill the everlasting covenant and become the king of the kingdom of heaven on earth for you. Father, give us a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision, where you bring our spirit up out of our soul, out of the lust of it, the confinement of it, so your rays of light can shine on it, unhindered. Thank you, Father, that you're with us today and that you are helping us to grow and learn, to develop and mature, to become all that you desire us to be, a king of the kingdom of heaven, ruling by your Holy Spirit, your laws of righteousness and justice on earth, in our soul, and out to the planets. Thank you for being with us today. In the name of Christ Jesus, your spoken word, your Christ, your anointed king, the word of God, inside the dirt body named Jesus, and in the name and power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, let's go into the Word of God. Psalms 25, 4 through 5. This is King David speaking to us. Verse number 4. Show me your ways, O Lord. Right there, David is talking to his Lord, which means owner, master, husband, king, ruler, teacher. And he is saying, teach me, show me, help me to know your ways. Teach me your paths. That's right. David is saying we must be shown and taught. Even Pastor Deborah, who looks like this in the realm of the spirit, wearing a white robe of righteousness full of light, must be taught. I must be shown. I must understand to be able to apply through wisdom his ways. I must know his thoughts, his feelings, his judgments. I must know what his desires, what his heart is. I must listen. So King David here is saying, show me, teach me, help me to understand your ways, not my nation's ways. Not my gender ways. Not my political party's ways or my nation's constitution. 
by your ways. And teach me. Be my master teacher. I will be your disciple. Your path, the way to walk, the way to think, what I should think about. And from there, we're taken to Exodus 33, 13. Exodus was written by Moses, generations before King David. And they were coming out of Egypt after 400 and something years of captivity. Exodus 33, 13. This is Moses talking. Now, therefore, I... Moses, who was praying to God, the deliverer of Israel, the Hebrews, from Egypt, I pray to you, if I, Moses, have found grace, favor, mercy in your sight, O Lord, show me now your ways. So that I may know you. You can only get to know him through his ways. So that I may find, get, obtain grace in your sight. So Moses is saying, I need favor with you. I'm fighting an enemy. I have battles to do. I'm going out into a world I'd have never been in. I need your insight, your direction, your guidance. I need you to be with me. Be gracious to me. I'm going to stumble and fall. I need you to pick me up. Forgive me. But I need to know your ways, he is saying. Moses was taking thousands, if not millions, of captives out into the wilderness Many of them were not even Hebrews. They were just slaves that had been in Egypt. And he said, I need you to help me to understand you so that I can know your way to go. What's right? What's wrong? Give me warnings when there's an enemy. Help me every step of the way, he is saying. And he said, I can only find grace, mercy, favor, help from you when you show me your ways and you help me. And that you consider that this nation I'm bringing out of captivity, Israel, which meant his new spiritual child, a prince, That they are your people. They are your children and your kingdom. Moses is asking God for favor, help, information, so that he can lead as a master teacher, a guide. This undeveloped nation, this child that God is freeing, birthing, called Israel, meaning prince. Moses recognized, I can't do this by myself. A master teacher like Pastor Deborah can only do this. If God is showing me his ways, he's being merciful to me, 
gracious, teaching me, helping me, showing me, testing me, putting me through trials of fire and near death. He said, if you do that, I will earn grace in your sight. And with that, I will plead with you to consider the people I'm trying to help. Israel, the prince, the child, your inheritance, your new children and nation here on earth. The kingdom you're trying to build inside of them and on earth. Help me, Lord. If I have found this grace, this love, in your eyes, teach me. So that I may help your people. Powerful foundation to have. Most pastors and teachers don't have that. They don't learn from Moses. When you are trying to help other people, teach them, show them things they don't know. You have to have grace and favor with God. You have to understand what God's heart is. Isaiah 61 and 62. You must understand these are his people. His church. His ministry. You're only a partner with him. He's the boss. He's the Lord. He's the owner. He does the work. But you have to find favor in his sight. Must be a partner with him. Under his submission. Be a disciple of his Holy Spirit. Talking to him. Not for your church or your ministry, because it's not yours. I get so irritated at all these people talking about their church, their membership, their people, their denomination, their business, their goals, their financial plans, their way to take a nation. Their political party's views. Pastor Deborah, none of it is mine. It is his. I'm to do his work. His alone. So now let's go back to Psalms 25, 4 through 5, verse number 5. This is King David talking. Lead me. King David is saying, in your truth, and teach me. Sometimes God just says, walk. His teaching can also mean, you can't go back. Don't pick up the phone. There were times when I was in the flesh, but I was doing God's work, I thought. But he didn't order it. Satan was using my own flesh and desires against me. To waste my time, my energy, and my money. When you get in the flesh, doing things your way, a denomination's way, a pastor's way, a non-denominational way, some other God's way, a political party's way, an organization's way, 
a nation's constitution's way and not God's, God is not going to talk to you. Because you off the, you off on the wrong path. I've been there and I had to get pulled back onto the right path and find the right relationship. Moses had it. King David had it. I had to study them to learn how to be on the right path, hearing the right voice, doing his ministry, his way to help you. So King David is saying, Lord, lead me in your truth and teach me. You must learn his truth. You must sit as a disciple through the Holy Spirit, the master teacher. He will teach you through everything. You don't even need the book. He'll teach you through nature, plants, seasons, sun, stars, animals, even your own physical body. He will teach you. And you will have dreams and visions. You will be. You will not even imagine the different ways he can teach you. You'll have out-of-body experiences. You'll have dreams, visions. He'll teach you through fairy tales, cartoons, video games. Anything he needs to, to help you understand, to lead you, to guide you. King David goes on and says, For you, O Lord, are the God of my salvation. You are the creator, the self-sustaining one of my salvation. Only you can save me from my wretched position. King David knew he was sort of dead to God, not in the right relationship. He said, you can only save me from this sinful, spiritual position, separation from you. I'm a wretched, vile creature, dead to you in sin, and only you are the God of my salvation. On you, King David is saying, my God and my Lord, do I wait all day. There are times when I have to wait for an answer from God. Sometimes he makes me wait. This one time, there was a lot of prophetic voices about what was going to happen in an election. And I said, God, is all what these prophets are saying true? Did you say that to them? He said, just wait and see. And the election came, and their prophecies did not come true. And I learned they were listening to other voices. Sometimes it's the voice of the flesh, your own desires. Sometimes it's familiar spirits that have traveled through the generations to you. That means a demonic spirit. Sometimes you just say whatever you want to say to be known as a prophet. 
I never went to prophets because I could hear the voice of God for myself. I've had visions of God. He's touched my face with his hands. I've looked in his eyes. I've been in his lap. Not Jesus, but God the Father, God the King of heaven. Been to his throne room, spiritually. Taking people there. Pastor Deborah's, you would think I'm a weird Christian or a believer. But that was normal. Go study Enoch. You go study the Old Testament. People had dreams and visions. Were taken on spiritual trips. Sitting by rivers. Seeing things. Doing things spiritually. Most of the Bible is all about that. It is about the realm of the flesh. And the realm of the spirit. So David is saying. Lead me and teach me. And I will wait. On your teaching and your leading all day. Do you pray and wait? Do you even talk to God? Or do you take matters into your own hands? That's my question for you today. What was it? Who teaches you the ways to go? The path. To live in. The ideas. The concepts. The truth to believe on. Who does that? King David said it was his Lord and God. Moses says it is the God that delivered them out of Israel. Pastor Deborah said it is Christ Jesus. The word made flesh. Which is the voice coming through the Holy Spirit. The voice of the King of the Kingdom of Heaven. God Himself. The Great Creator. The Great I Am. The Great Sustainer and Father. The very architect of creation itself. Not the perversion part. When you get out of God's light. Out of His truth. Off of his path, you go on to the dark side. We see that in the Lord of the Rings. The dark side of the force. You see that in perverted ways. Perversions. Confusion. When you fall from the light and you're no longer like this. The light is darkened, twisted and perverted. What was to be a godly desire becomes lustful, greedy, envious and jealous. You have the heart and the nature of Satan. The very spiritual adversary of God. Satan used to be Lucifer, the son of the morning, the son of the first age. He was a high archangel. He never was a child of the Most High God. But he was a powerful being, an angel. He was to guard and protect God himself and his presence from all sin and traitors. He had the keys to hell, death, and the grave. He controlled where a sinner would be. He was a caretaker, 
a guard. But he got prideful. Light would come through him like the you see here. He was His body was jewels and it would reflect the light and truth, songs of God. And he was to reflect that out to other people, all in the kingdom of heaven, and return all the praise and worship back to his creator. But he didn't do that. He started lusting for the praise himself, saying, I am so beautiful. I deserve this. And from there he became perverted, lustful, envious of God, and wanted to overthrow God and take over the kingdom of heaven. That nature, when humanity fell into darkness due to sin, through a fruit and disobedience. Satan's nature, we fell into him. Our DNA physically, spiritually, was perverted and twisted. It became Satan. When you see a lie, Satan is the author of it. When you see perversions, you are the child of Satan. When you see confusion, that is Satan's nature. Pastor Deborah was there, but she had born again at three, but a baby. The word was not living to Pastor Deborah. She was Jan. Jan had to die. That's a story called It's Time. You go look it up in the School of Light. Tells you the story. The death of Jan and the resurrection, rebirth, reincarnation of Pastor Deborah. Inside of this, this dirt body. So here in this word of encouragement for you today. Ask yourself, who teaches you? His ways. To go. What paths are you on? What beliefs and concepts have you been taught? Who's your teacher, your master teacher? Whose disciple are you? Who are you following? That's my question to you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words of spirit and truth. Thank you for King David and Moses that you worked with them. You talked to them. You helped them so we could learn from them about you. Thank you that they are with you and that their words still exist to us in the Bible. Thank you for King James and for you teaching him. Thank you for all those tools that I am using for social media. Thank you for all the social media platforms this video will go on. Thank you for the people that you love so much and are trying to return unto the right path. Father, thank you for your words of spirit and life, that you will guide us. You will help us grow into the bright light that you desire us to be, ruling and reigning through Genesis 1, 26 through 28, through our spirits, through our soul, through our physical body, through prayers, through ideas and thoughts and concepts, and that we're to walk on the path of as a king of the kingdom of heaven for you on earth and other planets. So that you are glorified. You are lifted up. The kingdom is lifted up. And our enemy of truth and your ways is defeated. Thank you. 
for your words of encouragement from King David and Moses. In the name of Christ Jesus, the Son of the living God. Amen. Okay, I'll see you on the next word of encouragement. Bye.